Hello, and welcome to the Warhammered Podcast. We took a break, but we're back. So uh, this is me, your host, Parker. You and my Jonas. Uh, you know, the weep. Jonas the weep. So yeah, uh, we took a break for a while. I Because I moved into the city and I had to like work for a bit. And then I quit. Because fuck work i have been working but you know life is not okay with oh, getting life. <laughs> god so yeah i think it's been like a month since we last recorded yeah least. sorry for everyone who missed out and wanted to check our adventures i mean that's mostly my fault i mean to, okay to be meta for a second i had to go back to work on like i was given like three days notice that I had to like go back to the office and I do not live anywhere near the office. Funny enough, he lived in a basement for that month. Yeah, so I had to move back to the city, rented the basement of a fucking family home for like a month. <laughs> but yeah, we're back. <clears throat> Dingy. Anyway. God, Jonas, I missed you, bud. How you been? I miss you too. How have I been? <sighs> Usual work work wake up eat. work <laughs> work out sleep oh, wake man. up again have you touched work. anything war warhammer related since the last time we hung out uh i i'm on the second book that you lent me because like i have other books i read in between because i don't want to finish what, what, it what book is that? is that blood reaver like the night lords thing yeah the night lords oh yeah that's so good so yeah that's what I'm doing right now. And I recently almost purchased Dawn of War 2. But oh. I was like, nah. I mean, Dawn of War 2 is not too bad. I mean, like, I'm not, I don't know if they've made a Dawn of War 3, but I've heard it's terrible if they did. I mean, I, I personally just, like, kind of live my life pretending that Dawn of War 3 doesn't what exist. doesn't exist? Uh, aside from that, I've been playing just Vermintide with my friends. Oh, dude, Vermintide. I've been playing Vermintide for, with my friends. That's about it. Because like, it's like it's the most friendly game that you won't get cancer with people. Like, if you just play in a party, you won't get tilted. Not like other, you know, FPS games. So we we just play for the fun, and we don't. Uh, the th the me and my other two friends, we hate rodents, so it makes sense. Dude, we should play sometime. I had I've had fun with it. Late lately, I've been like. Because I, I bought Xbox Game Pass before I left, and one of the things I was playing was... Okay, I'm sharing my screen right now. So one of the things I was playing before I left was... Um, Dawn of, uh, was it? Total Warhammer 3, which was pretty fun. Like, one of the things I loved was like, you could be, like, a demon prince, and, like, you could swear allegiance to chaos or, like, certain gods... Because certain gods have, like, certain advantages. Now, me, because yeah. I'm lazy, I just made my demon prince, like, rush leveling up corn. <laughs> wow. Cause, That's cause, not... Yeah, because corn's <laughs> demons and his troops are, like, super strong. They're... Mo a lot of them are immune to, like, morale break. Because, right, that's a thing in, like, the Total War series. Yeah, morale break. Morale break. Even when you play, even when you play Shogun. Oh yeah, 
technically the same thing. And then, like, they're super strong in melee because obviously it's corn. Uh, you don't, you don't, you have like barely any ranged units, but it's corn, so who cares? And the other one I've been playing is like a Warhammer 40k Battle Sector. Mm-hmm. Is this one? Oh my god, I've accidentally launched it. Hang on. Nice. Good Fuck. job. Fuck, I've launched it by accident. Good job. But a lot of it is basically like exit. It's a lot like the tabletop, except kind of simplified and made into a computer game. Mm-hmm. So it's still got that turn-based, tile-based, uh, some percentage chances and things like that. So I-, I have had fun with that. But anyway, for today's topic, I decided that what we're going to do is... We're going to go back to basics in a way. We're going to look at one basic facet of 40k. Because 40k is all kind of like fantasy in the stars kind of thing. It's basically steampunk in space. So, I mean, that's what that's what I think, personally. I Steampunk is cringe. Um, but anyway. Um, How dare you? Fuck, dude. Steampunk is cringe. Fucking... No, it's not fucking cringe. You're cringe. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to take a... I mean, no, you mentioned it last time. And so I re- prepared this more than a month ago before I left for the city. So we're going to talk about oh, traveling... Yeah, guys, if you guys are wondering where we live, we live in dingy ass caves. I mean, Wi-Fi. My, yeah, my room is pretty good. But like, So we're going to talk about like traveling the stars in 40k. You know, we're going to oh, talk about... Did. Space. I was going to tell you, like, timey-wimey bullshit, Dr. No. Yeah. no, fuck that. No. We're going to talk about, like, space combat, some space travel. We're going to... I will admit that, like, this is... Okay. Real talk here. You know, huddle together for a second. Real talk. Fine. Many stories in 40k will inevitably be biased towards the humans or will ha- give the most information about the humans because last time I checked, we're the humans. So that's what sells, right? So everything I've researched, what I've kind of looked at, there's definitely a lot more. There's so much more info on how human stuff works, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know. It's just how it is, you know? Do you know a local orc that would buy a fucking Warhammer 40k model set? Nope. Dude, speaking of... Oh my god. I showed you... Did I show you the model set I bought? Yes, you did. Oh my god. So... So for the people at home, I bought a fucking model set of Space Marines... Because they, they now, like, have a refresh. You you know, you have the Primaris Marines, and then you have regular Marines. Now, I told myself a long time ago that I would I would rather drop dead than, than paint a Primaris Space Marine. Because <laughs> I had issues with their introduction and the lore. But I've kind of come around. So I went, and I went, went into the store, and I was like, oh... They're still making Space Marines, not Primaris. They're still making Space Marines. Okay, I'll buy a box. So I bought a box, took it home. 
And then I opened it up and I looked at it and I was like, oh my god. This only has stuff to make them ultramarines. Jonas, do I like ultramarines? No, you don't. You hate I... it. You hate it more than your ex girlfriend. That's, that's what I can say. Dude, I fucking I would I remember telling Jonas at the time, I was like, I would fucking rather drop dead than paint a fucking ultramarine. So I went and spent what was two th- 2,500 pesos in American dollars is like what? Uh, 2,500. It's like 100 bucks, I, I'm guessing. 44, pretty much $45. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I suck at math, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's not your fault. The exchange rate is like jumping everywhere. So, like, okay. So it's $45 basically for the, the box of Space Marines. But I was like, fuck, I hate Ultramarines. <laughs> So I went and spent um, 1,500 pesos, which in dollars is another 26 bucks. So I spent another 26 bucks on like a tiny little upgrade box, turning them into like Imperial Fists. So I'm like, I've almost spent 100 bucks and I don't even have like paid for it yet. (laughs) Fuck. Oh man, dude, this is... I love this this canon. I love this universe, but it is an expensive hobby. You have the most. I I have a cheaper hobby than you. Just being a weeaboo, man. <laughs> actually no. Actually no. Says my friggin' a hundred dollar figurine. Fuck you, <laughs> dude. I was sending you figurines on a weekend that were like almost four thousand pesos. The Cthulhu one. Oh yeah. shit! The anime girl Cthulhu was like three thousand. Ah, she was almost 100 bucks, I think. No, what I want is this one series that they have to release it. It's like uh, anime girls, but embodying the seven deadly sins. I sort of got Pride is so sexy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. That was a fun tangent. Anyway. So, yeah. So, in 40k... um, There are kind of... I I would kind of like describe it and look at it as there are kind of some certain rules of the world and there are certain ways that things work. So for example, it's like, you know, if you're going to travel through the warp, you need a warp drive and you need a Geller field to protect you from the warp, right? From hell, basically. So yeah, yeah. like you travel, you go through the warp, but I'm, I assume what we're going to talk about is like, how not how they travel like what they need to travel but what they travel in that's what i think so okay so last time when i asked like what you wanted to look at and you said spaceships not gonna lie aside from the fact that you know i was out of town i think this episode would have been delayed because there was certain things i wanted i needed to look at because it's just like okay how does each faction travel through space how do they travel through the warp do they even use the warp things like that so mm-hmm. there, there was research in it and it, it was actually very interesting so there's kind of the structure really? of this what we're gonna well, now do, you can tell me yeah the structure of this what we're gonna do is first we'll just talk about like space combat in 40k how it happens then oh, we'll, like... then we'll talk about like because most factions while there is like outliers they all kind of use the same ship classes and i will i did include a 
full examples of like certain ship classes but it's like there's just so much you know it's like it's like okay the Imperium built this type of ship and then they included these upgrades so now it's a different class it's like it's a real ship mix to be honest and then there is mm -hmm. and then you have people like the orcs who are just fucking they'll strap guns to a, a fucking asteroid you know so uh, I, I, I could travel in an asteroid so like I, I look through it and i kind of like chopped everything up into like uh categories mm -hmm. and then we'll look at some of the certain nuances with each faction specifically because there are some things that are a little different and then there's some that are like you know you can say they apply to other people no problem all right so yeah so so space combat in 40k is like a fucking beast in its own right you know like it you're mixing both old world principles with like bleeding edge technology so 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 you're you're basically saying they fight like how pirates would fight in like the 1600s sort of so like you you can sometimes have combat where like your fleet and another fleet who is on the other side of a uh, a solar system you're you know you're hundreds of thousands of kilometers apart and you're firing torpedoes and laser lances and and like gun shells at each other you know back and forth and that can sometimes take like hours if not days because just like it's such huge distances you know like um in some of the lore books for example there was this one where you know they fire a salvo and then they like have a countdown timer on their thing saying when that salvo is gonna hit and it's like eight hours from after they fired it because you know space is just like so and, and then you have the to, massive obviously yeah and then you have to and it's a 3d space right and then Jesus you have to do Christ. like all these like super complicated calculations you know to lead your target and shit but then sometimes you do have that like like what you described like the pirates like the age of sail like assaults from orcs or space marines or chaos where they get into like almost point blank range and then they're like literally firing broadside to broadside and then they're like trying to board each other <laughs> yeah it's so stupid it's like i could fucking shoot you from a thousand kilometers away but no i'm gonna fucking hit you with my sword instead <laughs> i mean if they can't do it the conventionally might as well might as well do it the traditional way you know yeah, it, it's interesting and like certain factions do it certain ways there's dif definitely differences um, wait i have a question do the yeah. orcs ride their meteor and just slam into some shit sometimes yes <laughs> jesus christ that's we'll get to that later but like god um for example there is this one book i read where i think it was about the iron legions in like participating in the space battle mm -hmm. and they're literally their their commander super he had all of the cables plugged in he had all these displays that just had like raw numbers and he was just like okay i will fire now and we will see the results in approximately 16 hours if I hit them or not. That is so backwards, though. But then you have cases like uh, Angron from the World Eaters on his ship called the Conqueror. And 
he literally had giant harpoons made so that the ship, when it got close, would shoot these giant harpoons that I think, for the scale, sake of scale, like, imagine a harpoon that's like, you know, a couple kilometers long, and then the chain links are like 500 meters to a kilometer themselves. You know, and they would fire it, grap, grapnel a fucking ship, and then reel it in, and then they would, you know, board the ship and kill everyone on board. <laughs> Just blow up the ship if it's not near you. Yeah, so so there's Salvo, like, though. Uh, I know, right? So it's a real ship mix. It's like you might end up with somebody who like is fucking shooting at you from across the solar system, versus somebody who charges straight at you and just. Like, like the orcs will fucking ram their ship into your ship, you know? So, no, it's like... <laughs> sorry, go, go, go I mean, ahead, go ahead. I mean, you're right. It, it does sound like Age of Sails, where, like, they just... They, yeah, they're near, they have cannons that will wipe them off into the sea. But no, they choose to grapple in and kill everyone on board. It's like, it's like it really depends on the commander or, like, who is in charge. But yeah, I understand. I understand where this is going. What I really don't understand is the 16-hour, like, count, 8 to 16-hour countdown of a missile. Oh, I mean, because, like, it takes forever. Um, Okay, so we'll start with Imperial ships, in a way. So, with Imperial ships, a lot of the time, you'll have certain... Like, Imperial ships usually have uh, what they call macro cannons, which are basically cannons as we know them you know like they shoot a shell it explodes it it hits an enemy it explodes does damage whatever uh then they have these things that they call lances laser lances which is you know you fire a giant laser beam into space and like it hits somebody and drains their shields cuts into their armor whatever you have torpedoes self-explanatory through torpedoes you launch them they fly towards the enemy things like that like 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 the weapons kind of fit in these certain categories of both long range like the torpedoes close range like the cannons medium range like some of the energy weapons um so yeah um now when it comes to ships okay you know what i'm gonna fucking show you you bastard you don't know. You don't know what you did to me when you were like, "Oh, bro, I want to learn about the ships." <laughs> Fine, lay it on me. Okay. I mean, what could I'm, possibly go? Wrong? I'm gonna just show you the Lexicanum page for what it looks like with cruisers. Look at all this fucking bullshit. Holy crap! So why you agreed? <laughs> well, cause like I also love the space combat thing. Like, I mean. Okay, with it started yeah, okay, with okay. video I games. Part, I am partly to blame. This is a hundred percent your fault, bro. Like Jonas, look at this shit. Under, what is it? Under Imperium. When you search cruisers, there's like five different types. And then like five, at least six entries each. There's a is lot. It, is it? it... Isn't is it that just like any basic thing, even in the real world, when we have destroyer class, then yeah. we have like. It's, it's practically the same, so... We, we, will, get, we will get into that. Because um, there are certain classes that it's just like, okay, this is a good design, we'll use it. And then that kind of carries over. So, like, 
I always like looking through it and it was like, okay, this ship is basically the same as this other ship, but with like this one thing changed. So that's why I decided, okay, you know what? We'll look at the classes instead. So now every, every faction has like dozens of different types of ships that they use. So it can be kind of difficult to like track them all. Like, you know, you, you'll have this, this one ship that ends up being the template for like 15 different designs. You know, it's a whole ship mix, you know? Yeah, true. So, you know, every, every faction kind of does their same, they're like a lot of different things, but you know, Imperial archivists and scholars, because one thing we also got to remember with Warhammer 40k stories, a lot of the time we're looking at it through the lens of the Imperium and what they know. Like, the, for example, the Tau, they have all these ships and battlesuits and whatever, but the names that we associate with them are based on what the Imperium knows. So while the tower kind of goat people, the Imperium is racist and considers them fish people. So like the names <laughs> you get are fish related rather than like, you know, what the Tao would probably think about. It's it's sort of this okay. like I can imagine like it's it looks like a cruiser, but it's shaped after like those things in the aquarium. Yeah, because I mean, think about it too. It's like if you learn an alien language. Just because you learn it doesn't, you or you know certain words doesn't mean you're getting it right. You know, you could be speaking your alien language to another person, and they're like, "Oh, you speak my language, you fucking nerd." Well, you don't fucking know what you're saying right now, you idiot. <laughs> it it could be like, like, like the things in the Tao. Like the more I looked into the Tao, they look more of like horses. Yeah, or they, they just, look, they just look weird. No, no. They're what like, are they called? Like from Greek mythology, like satyrs, the the goat footed guys. Satyrs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? satyrs. Yeah. yeah, satyrs. So that that's kind of my disclaimer. Like, look from what I the vibe I get from the lore material, the source material is, it is based on what imperial scholars understand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know, going through the factions, we're gonna go through biggest to smallest. So the biggest... Did you catalog everything? Uh, sort of. Okay. I, this is definitely like Imperium focus because there's just so much more written about them. But to start with, you know, biggest to smallest, we'll look at battleships. So these are like, you know, the biggest, baddest, toughest guys they've got. You know, like the ship is literally dozens of kilometers long. It has, like, tons of guns, shields, and armor that make mm -hmm. it super powerful. But, you know, a lot of these ships are super old. In the Imperium case, for example, they're ships that were sometimes made before the Great Crusade, you know, like, before the Imperium launched its crusade across the stars. So they're truly ancient. They sometimes have systems that are super temperamental nobody really knows how to like 100 percent fix them they're super rare like resources to have you know mm -hmm. so whenever one is destroyed it's a super big deal 
and it's not always guaranteed that you can like replace that loss you know you lose a battleship you may not be able to replace that um so example i pulled up here is okay so for the imperium uh so okay when i say imperium there will be three factions in it that i mentioned the space marines the imperial navy and then the mechanicus now battleships are sort of you see them more commonly with the imperial navy you know like mm -hmm. i pulled this one this image up it's literally a cathedral in space you see that oh shit? god that's what, he, that's what he told me and i think that's what i see in one of the, the those those things that they do yeah so so when you look at imperial navy ships they have this giant armored bow they have tons of guns amidships sometimes they have turrets sticking up above or like off to the sides they'll usually have like giant statues on the ship sort of uh you know glorifying the emperor or the imperium they're fucking massive like the biggest battleships i think that have ever been made in the imperium are called the gloriana class well, it sounds so cool. So the Gloriana class, they were made specifically like during the uh, the Great Crusade. They were made for the leaders of, e of the Space Marine Legions, the Primarchs. So I think I remember reading somewhere that they're, each one is at least 20 kilometers long. Jesus. Like, look at that shit. They're massive. They're fucking Bro, huge. it's not even a ship. That's basically a small to medium-sized country in space. Yeah, it's a continent in space. Some of these fucking things. They're huge. Um, right now, the the kind of workhorse of the Imperium, like the main battleship they have, is the Emperor-class battleship. Because, of course, you know, it's named after... The Emperor. The Emperor. So... Oh, these okay, guys. Just, those just got bigger. Dude, these these look great. Is that um, a statue of the Emperor on top of the ship? Yes. What the f so, so think of them as like they are your biggest tool in the toolbox, you know? Like they're they're the fucking sledgehammer. Because when you think like on the day-to-day -day or like most regular campaigns you're kind of dealing with like smaller ships smaller fleets you're you don't always need to bring out the big guns so these guys they kind of spend a lot of time sitting at the sector capital in orbit look super shiny looking pretty looking prestigious but when they go into a fight they're fucking tough you know you've got dozens of macro cannons sometimes they'll have special Jesus. weapons like torpedoes uh there there's a lot of different designs or offshoots of the design like there's somewhere it's just dozens of hangar decks full of like bomber aircraft or plasma turrets or nova cannons or things like that so it's it's insane the amount of firepower they bring Yet again, you know, if you lose one, it's fucked up. If you're the admiral in charge and you lose one, 
the Inquisition might come knocking at your door, you know. It's not always great. And because it's been tens of thousands of years, we the Imperium, the shipyard near you, may not even know how to... Repair it. Repair it or even build a new one. And because they're so huge, it can take literal centuries to build a single one. Like, I, there are cases in the lore where one battle fleet will order an, a battleship. And because it takes so long, that battle fleet may not even exist anymore by the time the battle fleet, that battleship is finished. So it just gets sent somewhere else. That's just sad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's just sad. But at the same time, you, you feel that, that like, there's really a lot of work that goes into the battleships. Like, you know, any other modern-day battleship. Yeah, dude. But, like, just knowing the massive scale, like, 20 kilometers in the cool. So, how yeah. many guns? How many guns can I fit into my floating gun? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with, with these battleships, you know, uh, with Space Marine Legions, like, some of the old ones, like, from the original 20, you, may, you might see a battleship like this. But in general, these battleships are usually restricted to the Imperial Navy, or if they're Chaos, they're like super old, like from the original Horus Heresy, and they carry on to into service, things like that. Um. Oh God, I got the hiccups. Because I've been drinking. Oh, oh yeah. You're right, but oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So, a step down from the battleships, you have, uh, what? Okay, the lore is kind of inconsistent about it. Mm-hmm. Some places call them heavy cruisers. Some call them battle cruisers. Some call them grand cruisers. So let's I've... just go with. Yeah, so I decided to lump them into Grand Cruisers slash Battle Cruisers. So these kinds of ships, they were an attempt to make like larger cruisers that are packed with a bigger punch, you know. They're Mm -hmm. they they might be a smaller ship than a battleship, but sometimes they will have a battleship's weaponry. They might not have the shields. They might not have like the amount of crew, but or sometimes maybe like they're a battleship, but they're faster, you know, things like that. Like like they were made with some compromises in mind, but they wanted to like meet that happy medium. And I think that um, I don't know if it's a controversial opinion, but battle cruisers that the Space Marines use, I think, can also fit in this category. So. You will sometimes see them in 40k, mm-hmm. but they're not as common as like some of the other types. But I I still think they they require mentioning. So so this is like some of the grand cruisers. So think of them as like baby battleships. You know, more of like like yeah, baby. Yeah, you're right. Baby, baby yeah. battleships. Oh, just for the audience at home, by the way, I'm using a lot of images from. Um, 
Battlefleet Gothic, the the video game series, because like they're such a they're a really good way of visualizing like what I actually want to play that game. It is really good, honestly. Like, if I could, I would lend you a copy. Um, the the Space Marine Battle Cruisers, uh, the battle, yeah, what is it? Battle Barge, for that. The the Space Marine Battle Barges, they sort of fit this uh, category, in my opinion, because Space Marine. Okay, this is what they look like. They're kind of like hammer headed. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the Space Marine shit. Because, okay, in my opinion, um, and according to the lore, Space Marine ships, they sacrifice shields. They sometimes sacrifice, like, anti-ship weapons. Jesus, why? I mean, because okay, not fully reason. sacrifice. I mean, like, they can still fight, right? But their main focus is to be super armored and to deliver Space Marines into the fight, right? So... That's why, okay, so look at this picture of a Space Marine battle barge. This is what it looks like, you know? It's big, it's hammer-headed, it's relatively, like, well-armored. Versus a, you know, an Emperor-class battleship. So a a battleship for the Imperial Navy, for example, has a super-armored hull. uh, Armored bow, because it's like, you know, they want to rush into position... Just so then they can start shooting at everyone. Mm-hmm. The battleship is kind of sleeker in a way. It's still chunky. I think as it's, hell. it's more on transport and probably fast swooping through things. I guess. Yeah, because when you think it. about it, the deadliest payload of a battle cruiser of a battle barge of the Space Marines is the Space Marines, right? Yeah. So it it suits them to okay, you know what? Fuck guns. Fuck shields. We'll get more armor so that we can get into the fight and like launch our drop pods and shit, so that our marines can take care of things, you know. Yeah, so it's fast. It's more on like faster movement and defense to get to one place or you know to board a bigger ship, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's why for me personally, I would put like space marine battle barges. To be more on the level of like a battle cruiser or grand cruiser, because they don't rely on their firepower as much as like a battle barge, you know. I mean, a battleship of the Imperial Navy. So here's some examples, you know, just to look at. They, I, I really like the look though, like this whole like, this like hammer-headed kind of look. They're not as sleek as like some of the other designs, but. Still pretty cool. Um, I, st- I kind of want to play the game. Dude, I'm gonna open my Steam while we're talking about it. Yeah, it's on <laughs> sale right now, probably. <laughs> uh, double check that shit. I mean, I have. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, a step down from battle cruisers, you've got the regular cruisers, and this is what I argue to be like the bread and butter of most fleets. So they're kind of like this versatile bang for buck ship that mm-hmm. if you see a fleet in orbit around an imperial world, you're probably going to see a lot of cruisers. So they they both act as the main kind of like fighting force, but they can also have the capacity of leading smaller fleets. 
So sometimes they can be specified towards a certain fight. There are certain classes where they are meant to like launch more torpedoes or launch more laser lances or have more strike craft. But a lot of the time, for example, with the, the biggest, the, the one that the Imperium uses the most is called the Lunar Class Cruiser. This is kind of their, the most common thing you see. And it will have, it has torpedoes, it has a hangar, it has some guns. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's your jack of all trades kind of thing that you need to go around it to prepare for warfare. Yeah, because despite what we see in a lot of the the lore or novels, a lot of the Imperium is pretty peaceful. Like, even if there is in a, a rebellion or a hint of a rebellion, you know, if a cruiser like this... Uh, shows up in atmosphere uh, in orbit around your planet you're probably gonna like stop your your rebellious tendencies you know yeah if we saw if no if if i'm if i think about it if i saw something like that approaching my planet i'd be like hmm maybe it's not wise to fight against the man that's glowing like the sun yeah so the 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 from what I've read, the lunar class, for example, the one like I mentioned, and as you can see in this picture here, you know they've got torpedoes, they've got their own guns, they have a hangar. This is kind of their jack of all trades, their their general duty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then they use this chassis to build more. So there's I think that it's called the dominator class, which has more hangars. They have the Annihilator, which has a Nova Cannon and a stronger bow, things like that. The the cruiser is kind of your your sweet spot, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I like them honestly. They're they they kind of make sense to me, like the whole bang for buck. And as you can no, see, I, in... I also I'm starting to like it because it just looks nice. <laughs> yeah, the Imperium definitely has this thing going of like it's a cathedral in space. That is kind of vibe to like ram. It can still ram people. Is their whole thing? It can still ram people in the name of the emperor. In the name of the emperor. Now, um, a further step down from them is the light cruiser. So they're smaller, they're lighter, and they're faster than a regular cruiser. And they specialize, but they specialize in things like ambushes flanking maneuvers scouting they they're there's uh i'll pull it up here so they're smaller than a regular cruiser uh this is dauntless cruiser it's like the most common in the imperial navy they they usually have like some guns they'll have some torpedoes personally as a as a person who likes you know naval stuff i have a soft soft spot for like cruisers i mean they are pretty cool yeah and this one's an exception yeah like the um okay here is a space marine light cruiser called a vanguard so they're they're lightly armed lightly armored lightly shielded but they're faster they can get in position better they can scout they're 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 a jack they're also a jack of all trades like when you 
look at the battle like when you look at the battleships battle cruisers while they can sometimes they're jack of all trades like the emperor class there are some classes that specialize in a certain thing like there's some mm-hmm. battle cruisers i've read about that instead of a lot of gun decks they have hangar bays so they send out a lot more strike craft or instead of like macro cannons which they call you know like regular cannons like booby boom cannons they have like they're they're like plasma cannons or lances or things like that so when you get to these smaller ships with the cruisers and light cruisers they're they're not as specialized you can still see certain ones um what is this one uh okay for example this one it's i think it's called the lunar class i don't know it's not it's uh, the eagle class so this is a light cruiser that has a lot of like hangar bays so you know this is not good Mm -hmm. in a straight fight but from it's good for getting away or literal transport yeah, or from a distance, like it just sends a bunch of bombers to be a dickhead towards your formation. They're fucking annoying. And then a step down from that, the last kind of like major warp capable ship that you'll see with a, a navy. Escort ships? Yeah, escort ships. So they're small, they're escorts, they're scouts, they're small. Your basic run of the mill, like, you know, get in, get out. Yeah, like, the small escort units that, you know, like, a cruiser or light cruiser or a battleship or cruiser or whatever, it's not, you can have cases where they operate alone, but mm-hmm. escort ships, because they're smaller, they're weaker, like, with a battleship, for example, you could have crew crew numbers that go into the tens of thousands, whereas an escort ship could have, like, maybe 200 to 300 men like there's barely any of them but so so escort ships will tend to operate in like a squadron you know yeah um i'll I'll pull up some pictures for you so this one here uh and as an example uh an escort ship that the imperium uses a lot is called the cobra class so Mm -hmm. it has some guns but it also has a lot of torpedoes and they operate in squadrons of sometimes like three or more. So while your main fleet is like fighting the enemy, these guys can like loop around and like flank them and fire their torpedoes and like disorientate the enemy. Or like they're the ones who are scouting ahead to try to find the bad guys, things like that. They're, they're in a way, they're expendable, but like. You know, if you get enough of them together, they can be a problem, and you should never underestimate them. They're, they're, it's like the thing, I think big things come in small packages kind of deal, you know? Yeah. It's like from World War Two, like the, you know, one PT boat, like the torpedo boat, one torpedo boat, not a problem. You won't care about it. Yeah. S- five or six torpedo boats. You start panicking. That's kind of a problem, you know, like, you start panicking and getting afraid. Yeah, strength in numbers, and they're fucking fast, you know? That's one of the things. And, uh... Okay, 
So Cobra class, this is a, what is this called? What I'm showing you right now is a, fuck it. It's a Space Marine one, probably like a Nova Corvette. Nova Yeah, like, okay, like a regular cruiser, you know, if it has torpedoes, it can launch like six at a time. Some of these smaller escorts, they can only launch like two, two at a time, you know, maybe even four. And in the Space Marines case, I, okay, uh, to go off on a tangent here, according, according to the Codex Astartes, a space, a space Marine chapter can only have 1,000 Space Marines. Which, when you think about it, is way too little. Like, okay, so only 1,000 Space Marines. But that means you need 100 Space Marines per company, plus your command structure, plus, like, apothecaries, plus scouts, and um, fucking, uh, what are they called? Chaplains and librarians. And then, without even that, space marines usually have their own fleets. So I'm like, how the fuck is a 1,000 space marine chapter able to support themselves, plus a scout marine, plus their support guys, plus a fucking fleet? You know? Like, novel lore can be inconsistent sometimes. Like, sometimes these, like, uh, Space Marine escort ships will have, like, a squad of Space Marines aboard. And I'm like, how the fuck do they fit into the spa thousand Space Marines? So, okay, you know, the, the point of this tangent is that my tin foil hat and the theory is that the 1,000 Space Marines is only supposed to be combat-ready Space Marines, you know? Like, it mm -hmm. doesn't count. Like, the way I perceive it, you have a 1,000 Space Marines ready for combat. It doesn't include your Tech Marines. It doesn't include, like, the squad or two it takes to man your ships. It doesn't include the guys who are in charge of recruiting your Space Marines or manning the Apothecary. That's my thing, you know? So basically you're saying, like, the, 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 the limit does not make sense for an amount of ships that they might have. What I, yeah, what I'm saying is GW is terrible with numbers sometimes, and it helps to add an additional zero or create your own narrative. I mean, let's just take it away. Well, I don't, like, even if, like, even if it's a thousand reads, I don't think, I think, realistically speaking, maybe one or two join. Like, this is how I think. Like, if they're going to man a battle, let's say they're going to man a battleship, it won't just be one chapter. It's probably, like, two other chapters. Like, realistically. No, I mean, like, okay. So, with battleships or battle barges, Space Marines will have, like, the command structure will obviously always be Space Marines. Like, the captain, co-captain, lieutenants. But they do have a lot of humans that serve under the Space Marines. You know, mm -hmm. so they'll be the crew, they will be the officers, they will sometimes be the quote-unquote, no, quote-unquote super willing slaves that work on the gun decks. 
Like they're the super servants. willing, but, but super willing. You mean held up gunpoint? Well, we'll <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll expound on it later, but like obligatory. <laughs> I mean, because like obviously you're not gonna have a space marine whose only job is to like pull the like load a gun. That's a waste of a space marine. But in the command rules, I mean, even even if you only need like one guy giving orders on a ship. You have all the different levels in the chain of command. You need multiple Space Marines for that. So, Gilliman, Ultramarines, 1,000 Space Marines, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I'm <laughs> flipping off the camera right now. Go ahead, Parker. You're fine. It's okay. You can relax now. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. It's kind of tough. Yeah, like... Whenever Games Workshops and in some of its codexes or some of its novels, I tend to like like adjust the numbers in my head so they make more sense. Like, okay, you know how like some of the Imperium's battles are like super bloody and gory and they're losing like yeah. hundreds of men in a single day. I mean a single hour, right? But mm -hmm. there are some books that say that, you know, an Imperial Guard regiment is a, is like 10,000 dudes. I'm like, excuse me, that is ridiculous. Like, that's inaccurate. We have real world examples of how that shit is like not realistic. You know, like the Battle of the Somme in World War One. I, I think the British or French, I think at one point lost like 20,000 guys in a single day. And you're telling me that an interstellar space empire with billions of guys is only losing like a thousand guys per day? Fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey man, hey man. You have to, you have, I, I, I will tell you now, it's called science fiction. Anyway. Getting back on track. So an even further step down from Oh no. Escort ships. You have strike aircraft. So a lot of ships in 40k will carry squadrons of like fighters and bombers for mm -hmm. attacking and defending. You know, like you yeah, know, usual tactics. Yeah, like the fighters they send out to take down like other strike aircraft or to like intercept missiles. The bombers they send out to like take down oh, it's all done. Kicking everything over because I'm so drunk. Um, it's fine. The bombers they send out to go like take out uh, enemies, you know. So, to, you know, to pull up some examples, the Space Marines they mostly use the Thunderhawk, which is like their ubiquitous like transport slash like uh, interceptor. Like, I, I, it looks like a super bulky gunship, right? But Apparently, you know, because Space Marines are so good, they can dogfight in those babies. That'd be fun to watch. Uh, Imperial Navy, they have the, like, the Fury Interceptor, so, like... Oh, the it's... stuff in the games? <laughs> yeah, okay. So this fighter, this Interceptor, if you look at it, it has... One, two, three, four, five, six... You're counting manually. It has 12 last cannons to fucking shoot 12. at enemy fighters. 
well. Um, and then they have the, uh, the Starhawk bomber. Because basically what these kind of ships, their whole thing is that, like, they're super small. The big guns will overlook them. You can send them in to, like, seek, you know, slip in under their defenses, blow up a bunch of their, like, like shit that is on the outer skin of a spaceship, sensor arrays, uh, shielding generators, shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're still like small, but they're still useful. And then I think the what I consider the final step below strike aircraft, you've got boarding ships. Boarding ships. Okay. Oh, question. well, I don't know what they do. Okay, I'm going to pose this question to you. How do you think boarding actions take place in 40k? I don't know. They just launch it and it hits the hull of the ship and they walk out. Well, you're fucking wrong, boy. So, there's different levels of it. So, Space Marines, some of the older uh, chapters, they have this thing called the Aestus Assault Ram. So it's kind of its own small ship that launches, mm -hmm. and then it has like crew loading, like, you know, loading bays. And then it flies to the enemy ship, it latches on, kind of like a leech, mm -hmm. cuts a hole in the skin of the ship into the hull, drops the, the loading ramps, and the space marines charge out. Are the, you serious? Yeah. The Imperial Navy, which is humans, they have a similar thing uh, called the Shark Assault Boat. Mm -hmm. So similar concept, you know, like it flies in, attaches itself to the hull, cuts its way in. And then for the Imperial Navy, they're unaugmented humans, but then they're they're trained in, they're called ar naval armsmen. Or sometimes like it's an Imperial Guard regiment, you know, whatever. They're, they're trained in like, close quarters combat and, like, boarding ships. So they, they get on and, like, do their thing. But uh, sometimes, like with Chaos, for example, it's literally a ship that, like, is sent to crash into the enemy ship in the hopes that, like, it breaks the hull and then that the troops inside can get out, like the cultists. Jesus. Or... It's demons or whatever. Um, space Marines, both the like loyalist and traitor space Marines, they have like drop pods or that. Like the regular drop pods they use on like the surface of a planet will also work on, a, on an enemy ship. Mm -hmm. Or they have these things called boarding torpedoes, which, you know, they get in and it launches towards the enemy ship. When it gets near, it, like, sends out, like, it fires lasers that dig into the enemy ship so that the boarding torpedo can get further in. And, like, so that, you know, the, the borders are in a better position to do more damage. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool shit. Um, there's also stuff, you know, as simple as ramming. So like just ramming into it. Yeah, That's just it. <laughs> you fucking ram the enemy ship and you know, hopefully that 
Let me try to see if I can pull up a... Like, either you break the enemy ship, or hopefully because your ships are now jammed together, you can fucking, like... Now, here's a good picture. Fucking orc ramming a Imperial Guard ship. An Imperial Navy ship. Jesus. Yeah. Or hardcore. Like, you ram them in the hopes that either you break the enemy ship, or because of the wreckage, your troops can, like, get on board. Shit like get that. on board and just kick their ass. Yeah. So, now we'll, we'll delve into, like, some of the, uh, the factions. Who would you like to hear most about? I mean, Gaius is basically the same as the Imperium. Yeah, we can skip them if you want. Well, what are you interested in? Hmm. Let's go with the fish people. The Tau? Yep. Alright. So, where is it? Pull it up. You know, when I was like looking over, because I read it, I wrote a lot of this like last week, and then I looked mm -hmm. back, and then, you know, today when I said I was going to, we were going to record, I like double checked, and then I realized that I forgot about the Eldar. Because. Who the fuck cares about the Eldar? When I when I saw when I think of the Eldar, I, I well no. When I think of the Dark Elder and Chaos, I just imagine shit organs flying in space. <laughs> Alright. So okay, this is what some Eldar ships look like. They do kind of have a bit of a uh, a fishy aqua like sea life kind of look to them. Mm -hmm. To be honest, you know. Really? Despite oh god! The... Oh god! I think you're right. Yeah, but it's like it's like no, no. It's like those ships in Atlantis, dude. Actually, it looks like those ships from Atlantis from the Disney oh, that would movie. Be really good movie. Oh yeah, shoot! Oh, just like Treasure Planet, but no one like apparently no one likes Treasure Planet or like <laughs> Atlantis. So, okay, we haven't gone over this yet. Because we haven't done a Tao episode, but uh, the long and short of it... Do we really want to do a Tao episode? I, I don't want to, but we probably will at some point. So, um, the Tao, Tao race, basically, they have diff they're have they separated into different castes. So, the people in charge of the spaceships slash training is the, mm -hmm. the air cast. So they're in charge of the the Tau Navy, they're in charge of like Tau Explorer fleets, you know, because they're the Tau are constantly trying to expand their domain because they're like an upstart country, uh, nation. Mm -hmm. Race, technically, yeah. So the Tau, because of their like their fucking bullshit long range weaponry, like rail guns, they're all about like long range weapons and then Strikecraft slash like drones to like overwhelm people. So like if you're in a fight with a Tau, it's not uncommon that the moment you even like see them, they're already shooting at you. And even if you like move in closer, you're gonna get swarmed with like fighters and bombers and like drones. Mm -hmm. That's kind of their thing. That's that's kinda so the the tower kind of those people who like 
they spec everything into like firepower. Their ships are a little fragile. Like their shield technology is not Even as like great. Their ego too. That too. They're they're it's not as great as some of the other factions. And they so their ships are a little fragile. The shields are not as strong. They can hit back pretty hard. So they're focusing on like counter and uh, you call that? countering and initiate uh, and initiating basically. I think of them as like glass cannons. Really, it's like they can really hurt you, but if you get into the circumstances where you can hurt them, they're very that you can take them down. You know, so. Compared mm-hmm. to the other like spacefaring nations, at first, and this is where I had I take issue with the lore, but you know what, we'll get into that another day. So the Tau are not psychers in like a lot of their some of their constituent like like the races they've absorbed into the Tau Empire are psychers. So I guess you could argue that, but they they had a lot of difficulty traversing the warp. Like there were cases where the the Tau when they made their first warp drive, warp drive, they were literally like sending it into the warp with no Geller fields, like the shields that protected from the warp. So everybody fucking died. Jesus. Um, they eventually oh, kind of ironed it out in mm-hmm. what they call the ZFR, Horizon Accelerator Engine. Uh, it, it's, it's Honestly, when I read into the lore, I was not happy mm-hmm. with the explanation because <laughs> there's not much where it's like, oh, they were trying to do... At first, they were trying to do what they called warp skimming. So it's like... You know how in science... Fa- like in a lot of science fiction, there's the concept of like you slingshot around the gravity well of a planet. Mm-hmm. So so the older lore stated that with the Tau, they were doing that, except with the warp. You know, they were kind of surface level entering the warp and then jumping out of immediately and then using multiple jumps to get to their destination. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. it's uh, they called it a skip drive, but then now they have this super special, uh, almost like a wormhole drive is how I would explain it for sci-fi nerds. Um, they had some hiccups, like the first, like the first fleet that they sent through, only two thirds of them made it, and then there's allegations that the Tau who made that original jump. When they came back, they were, like, different slash wrong. Like, imagine a Tau that's, like, more bloodthirsty and wants a fight more than normal. That was kind of, like, you know, like, the first few guys that used the Z, the Horizon Drive and, like, jumped and created a wormhole and eh, shit like that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so that's what they sh- their ships look like. Um, to bring it back, okay, so we'll talk about the Imperial Navy. So, before the Horus Heresy, Great Crusade, Imperial Navy and, like, the Guardsmen 
they were kind of a lot more intertwined. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time the ships would be like under command of the Imperial Guard. Oh god, Park, you know that's going to make the analogy to Oh Jesus Christ, it's such a bad time to do so. What? Remember the time you talked to me? You can cut this out. Remember the time you talked to me about the, how the Japanese Navy and the Japanese Army would fight each other? Oh god, yeah. That's what I thought when you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay, before the, like, the Great Crusade, like, during the Great mm -hmm. Crusade and before, the Imperial Army and the Imperial Navy were a lot more intertwined. So it wasn't mm -hmm. uncommon that, like, you're an Imperial Army regiment, so you yeah. have troops, you know, to fight the ground war, but you have ships at your command. You know, but after the Horus Heresy, in order to, mm -hmm. like, make it harder for rebellions to happen, they split that off. So now the Imperial Army and the Imperial Navy are, like, separate. So, okay, if you're going to imagine the Imperial Navy, I, I'm going to bring up some images Imperial for Navy. I want you to think big. I want Define you to imagine thousands of ships, like, bristling with guns, their ships look like giant cathedrals, kilometers long, their blunt-nosed, you know, armored fronts, but that's mm. because it lets them charge into battle more efficiently so that they can get uh -huh. into a broadside. Um, they're the imperial, they're the emperor's wrath made manifest jesus christ and so like the imperial navy is like in a lot of ways is the first line of defense of what you send against a potential enemy like if the imperial navy's there and they kill the enemy fleet and you're stuck on the planet there isn't a lot that you can do like they're fucking uh, you're, you're guaranteed dead i guess so um this is a generalization but you know in general a lot of what the imperial navy does is like kind of disciplined they will get into a certain range and that's when they launch like salvos of torpedoes or they'll fire like coordinated lance like laser lance attacks and cannon broadsides they they're all they're compared to like some of the other you know imperial institutions you see like the imperial guard who kind of has a lot of uh leeway or the space marines who kind of tend to do their own thing mm -hmm. the imperial navy like from from the lore is kind of held in a higher regard and higher standard like, you know how the, the Royal Navy, like, to just put an analogy in our world, like, the Royal Navy of uh, United Kingdom, right? They were known yeah. for being, like, super professional, super coordinated, super skilled. That's kind of how the Imperial Navy is for the Imperium. Like, like if you're, if you're the dude who, like, finishes high school and enlists in the army you're gonna go to imperial army you know right like in our yeah. world you would go to the the army or the marines whereas like imperial world okay you go to like the imperial army 
if you're one of those dudes who like goes to college, you study, you learn a lot of these skills, you end up in the Imperial Navy or in our equivalent, you end up in like the US Air Force, you know, like it's a, it's a lot more technical. It's a lot more rigid and a lot more professional than the Imperial Guard. There are exceptions, but in general, mm -hmm. that's kind of how they are. So, d despite, I mean, because of the spread out nature of the Imperium, the Imperial Navy sometimes gets kind of pushed around. Like, mm -hmm. an like a chaos invasion happens in one system, and the Imperial Navy doesn't have the forces to, like, bring, like, take it out. But then, if you give them enough time, you can have, like, multiple battle fleets from multiple sectors that come in and crush that fucking invasion and, like, destroy the entire fleet in orbit, you know? Yeah. They're kind of like that. But then they also get assigned some of the more mundane... Uh, the more mundane aspects of, like, the Imperium. So, in some ways, I kind of think of the Imperial Navy as, like, a regular police force. Mm -hmm. So you Makes have sense, the... given the hierarchy, given that there's a lot of stuff then yeah. in the Imperium. Makes yeah. sense. So, like, you know, you have your regular Imperial Navy, the the cruisers the light cruisers they patrol around everybody can see them and they're like they make themselves known and they're like oh okay i better not like screw with them but then a rebellion happens and then the imperial navy they call in swat basically they call in like the heavy hitters mm -hmm. like okay our cruisers can't do this we'll call in the battle cruisers and the battleships we'll send in like multiple battle fleets to like obliterate this problem it's kind of how i envision it mm -hmm. so they have like a bajillion different fucking like variants and compared to the guard the imperial navy can be a much better lifestyle for you mm -hmm. like i it's... mean it's technically you're you're a cop okay unless you're a criminal it's it's still a very disciplined kind of strict life with better pay you get to see more of the galaxy there's a good chance that you don't die in like a muddy trench you know kind mm -hmm. of those things however uh okay so i brought up this slide for you Oops. so okay so for here how do i push this to the bottom oh there we go Order. Sorry, let me just... You can figure it out. There we go. Okay, so this is an example, you know. These are Imperial Navy armsmen. So, with a regular guard trooper, you know, he's got his... He's got his, his flak armor... He's got his last rifle, and that's about it, you know? Mm. These Imperial Armsmen, they're like, they're high, they're very well trained. They spend most of their lives on the ship. If they get injured, they get cybernetic implants. Whereas if in the Guard, it's like, oh, your arm got chopped off? 
time to retire. Whereas here it's like, okay, this guy's worth something. You get a cybernetic. So as you can see here, it's like... Uh, uh, wait, stop. Praise the Omnicide. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that later. Don't worry. But like... God, they're like... Out of all the things in Warhammer that I, that I recently discovered, I just like the mechanic so much. Because it's like... It's a bunch of tech goblins on a fucking planet. It's like one of those PC nerds that you leave him in like a PC store, man. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, they're great. Um, okay, Imperial Navy, Armsmen, they're like your line troopers, but they're better suited to like cool, close quarter combat. Your Imperial Navy Captain slash Admiral is what he looks like. Um, no. There we go. So, you know, just like, um, to put it into perspective to a, like, real life, just like with the, the Royal Navy before, sometimes a lot of these officers are, like, higher class, you know? They come from, like, um, a different stretch in society. They have higher education. Yeah. But, but at the same time, their responsibility, if needed, is still to, like, go down with the ship or pick up a sword and fight the guys boarding your ship, you know? I mean, that's, like, speaking of the Imperial Navy, it's like, they're, they're basically pirates. Organized pirates. Oh, dude, we'll get into that later. I've got some fucking pirates for you. And then the lowest pecking order... In the Imperial Navy, is uh, what they call press gangs, or how I kind of think about them, is basically slaves. So this is, this brings us back to the whole like the Imperium being like a mix of futuristic and the past. So the the Imperium might have like like they might have these fucking guns that can shoot for like. Kilometers, you know? Kilometers. Like, like they can shoot somebody that's like hundreds of kilometers away. But at the end of the day, that gun needs to be loaded manually. Sometimes by like hundreds of fucking <laughs> slaves with ropes to pull it into the breech of the gun as they're fucking oh like loading God. it. Uh, so half that's such a hassle. Yeah. Uh, this like is from from a uh, from uh, common like knowledge of like firearms and armaments. Such a hassle. Yeah, but then imagine this is like space scale, so it's literally like a shell that could be like hundreds of tons. So you have a thousand like press gang slaves pushing it into the breach of the gun. So, oh man, it's a rough life. You better hope you get born as like a noble in the Imperium. Okay, so next from the Imperial Navy, you have the Space Marines. As I mentioned earlier, like some of the older chapters, like some of the ones that used to be legions, mm -hmm. they might have like Imperial Navy class ships. But for the most part, what you got is like strike cruisers, battle barges, things like that. Um, so most of their fleet comprises of, like, 
sleek strike cruisers and chunky battle barges that they send into battle. And Space Marines don't really rely on... Like, like the Imperial Navy, I'm sure there's exceptions, but for the most part, they rely on kind of keeping some distance. They trade broadsides, they send torpedoes, they send strike craft. They, they kind of keep some distance from the enemy. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Space Marines are kind of like, fuck that. They're all about, like, speed and violence of action. <laughs> like how you can, like, speed and violence in the same sentence. I mean, when you I, describe the Space it's, it's kind of the best way to describe it. Because, like, when you think about it, a Space Marine ship, what is the best weapon that a Space Marine ship has? It's the Space Marines. So, Space Marine ships, I'll pull up pictures of them. Is what they look like. They, they're very like. They they might not have the best shielding, and they do have guns, but it's not always as good as like a regular Imperial Navy fleet. But their strength is that like because they're a lot more well armored, and faster, they're a lot more capable of like getting into range, and then sending out like dozens of drop pods or like uh thunderhawks full of space marines to like fuck your shit up you know like it doesn't matter if you've got guns that can like outshoot the battle barge if the battle barge sends a bunch of boarding torpedoes and all of a sudden your ship is getting destroyed from the inside out because of the space marines because you know a regular space marine is where it is like so much better than a regular guardsman, you know? Yeah, true. So so that's their like, strength. Being being a per I like now that I know this, I'd rather be in the navy than be an Imperial Guardsman. Yes, the Imperial Guardsmen are badass. But no. But if but here's the thing, if you think about it, like what you mentioned earlier, if they, they get, you know, mutilated and survive the mutilation, they get retired. What do you do after they do they like settle back into Earth, quote unquote? And, you, you become know, a farmer or some shit. Fuck yeah. that. Or, you know, just be a merchant and accidentally find yourself in the war. <laughs> okay. Mm. So the final kind of fleet that the Imperium can have is a Mechanicus fleet. So you remember the Mechanicus? Cyberpunk. Dude. Cyberpunk. So- the Mechanicus is very different from, like, Space Marines and the Imperial Navy. Jesus. So, uh, I meant, I kind of described the Navy as, like, cops, right? They kind of, like, patrol around. I'd say the Space Marines are kind of, like, the SWAT team, you know? Like, <laughs> okay. like you find out there's a rebellion on a planet, you know, the Imperial Navy, they guard the perimeter, they, they guard the planet. And the fucking space marines then go in, you know, to like start the fight. Mechanicus is like completely different. They're like, they're like, uh, what was that show? Bones. Like the Bones, like the TV show Bones. Yeah, like like the the they don't deal with things immediately, you know, like. They're there to explore when everything is like calm and quiet, right? Oh, so the 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 mechanicus is all about like exploration, finding knowledge, things like that. 
or even just like finding resources. So the Mechanicus, I'll pull it up here, uh, their ship is most commonly called an Arc Mechanicus. That's so cool. That is what they look like. This is what that they send cool. out into the stars, you know. And their focus is the quest for technology and the quest for knowledge. So Oh, like the things in Mechanicus, like in the game. Yeah, the exactly. Boarded on. Yeah, so like, you know, if 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 there's an abandoned hive world, Mechanicus is probably gonna send a ship to it. If there's a an ancient factory that somebody finds, Mechanicus is gonna send it. Or if there's a relic or a rare resource, Mechanicus is gonna send a thing to it. So their ships are not really designed for fighting, you know? They're 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 ships that have like giant cargo holds for them to store like tons of resources or relics or things like that. Or they're almost museums in their own right because of all the know, ancient stuff in there. Yeah, like they find something and they're like, ooh, shiny, and they take it. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, whether or not it's like a Mechanicus or a Imperium thing, sometimes they'll even like see a, find a Space Marine relic and be like, ooh, that's cool, mine. Things like that. Oh, so they're kind of trade ships in a way. Um, and then they also tend to have like their own onboard factories because they're an explorer. They're they're there to explore. They're there to like quest and and find things beyond what they know. So you need to be self sufficient in that. So a lot of the time they will have their own factories and man and workshops on board. So they can like be self-sufficient. It's to the point that there are some forge worlds that were founded by like a ship that a mechanicus ship that showed up in orbit and was like, oh, this is a really good planet. And that they pretty much crashed the ship into into the crust of the planet and then start expanding from there. Like Jesus. Yeah, like a small I mean, I, I respect the dedication. Yeah, like, these smaller ships can sometimes have, like, more production power than a fucking planet, you know? If you look at them from the front, too, they sort of look like a, like a techno skull, you know? Yeah, it looks like one of those things you'd see on those, those like, uh, those videos of, like, stitched together dubstep music on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, like eight hours Mechanicum soundtrack on repeat. <laughs> no, like eight hours, like eight hours TikTok fan bullshit. No, whatever. From the moment I learned the weakness of my flesh, disgusted me. But yeah, hey man, I had replaced my ear, my my left ear, and my like my legs. Oh God. Um... I replaced my left ear and my legs. <laughs> Well, not everything below the knee, because like I'm flat-footed, right? Dude, I could flat use some foot. fucking, I could use some new knees, man. I'm creeping up on thirty, and it's not looking good. How come it? I don't feel that compared to you. Oh, cause you don't fucking squat as much in the gym. <laughs> no, I bike though. Yeah, I bike a lot. I mean, I used to do a lot of marathon running as a kid. 
so that probably didn't help. Yeah, the pounding the pavement. But I played in football though. Yeah. Uh anyway, yeah. So anyway. Mechanicus. <laughs> so yeah. The ships are kind of like smaller. Um for the most part, you'll only see an art mechanicus that is like roughly that's what they call the ships in general. And they can vary in size. You'll usually see them either the size of like a strike cruiser or the size of a battleship for some of the, like the super old ones. Mm. But you're not really going to see them in a fight because that's not really their focus. Like, True. Knowing They're the more mechan- like research exploration kind of stuff. Yeah, like knowing the mechanicus, it's just like, you know, if you're a planet, you're a planetary governor and you call the mechanicus and you're like, hey, uh, I saw you have some ships in the system. Can you help? Can you help us? And then they're just like, eat shit, meat bag. And you're like, oh, fuck. But then if you're like, oh, help, we have, we're an ancient forge of the machine god and we need your help, then they're going to be like, oh, fuck, we're going to help out. Like, compared to like Space Marines or Maca- or Imperial Navy. <laughs> I, I think with the, the Mechanicus, they're not going to help you unless they have something to gain. True. Just bribe them with something. If they're like, please help us. Our our planet is very rich in aluminum. Please help. And they're like, mm, interesting. Okay, fine. We'll help. But just because the, their ships are not designed to fight doesn't mean that, like, you should... They're they easy pickings. Yeah. Like... So the the mechanic is kind of has like all the esoteric technology of the Imperium. So mm-hmm. their ships may be smaller or like visually less impressive. But then that kind of covers up the fact that a lot of these ships have like really intense shield generators. Like they'll have multiple levels of shield, whereas like a naval ship may only have one. They have a because the Mechanicus has, like, a lot of that special knowledge, they'll probably have a lot of, like, energy weapons, things like that. Not to mention mm-hmm. that, like, if they send a boarding action, it's going to be Skitari, which are, like, the fucking mechanically augmented Mechanicus guys with guns for arms, so you don't really want to fight <laughs> wow. them. I don't want to fight that dude. Like, even a sane-minded person, like, we wouldn't want to fight that crap. Yeah, dude, fuck... Fuck the robots. I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. Murder robots. Murder robots. Um, okay. So chaos. Chaos is as, you know, as chaos is. It's super random and like you can never really like chaos ships, chaos fleets are super random. You will never see a template. You'll never see like a standard design. A lot of the time chaos fleets are like their their ships from before the horse heresy before the civil war or sometimes they're newer ships that have been captured not always the and the quality and the 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 type of ship you get can vary incredibly you know like you might end mm-hmm. up with a ship that's like 11,000 years old and it's all warped it's all changed by the warp mm-hmm. and 
so half your crew is just demons or something or yeah or you might have a a chaos like a ship that has sworn itself to chaos that is newer so it's kind of like it still operates like an imperial navy ship but with like different iconography you know things like that like when i said a while ago like uh, when it's the ships of chaos i just imagine floating orbits in space all right so okay Here's a, here's a good illustration of it. So older designs, still pretty lethal. Um, so the, the Imperial Navy has sort of shifted more towards guns. Mm-hmm. When in the past, it was all about like lasers and plasma tech, which mm-hmm. as time, I need to drink water. Hands. good. You okay, bud? Oh, God, I can't. I can't fight the hiccups. One, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my breath. One, two. <laughs> Alright, hold my breath. That should stop any hiccups. What was I talking about? You're talking about like the stuff with chaos, how like Imperium shifted to bullets, guns, explosives, oh, right, the yeah. lasers and shit. So, from from how I understand the lore, or at the very least what Battlefleet Gothic has showed me, is Chaos still kind of keeps a lot of like the energy weapons, like the long-range last cannons or plasma guns or whatever. Because I think with the Imperium, it's just like the knowledge of how to maintain those things has been been lost over time. So it's harder to maintain them. So sometimes you'll only see like lances as a dedicated battery or plasma guns as like a special weapon on like a larger ship. Whereas with Chaos, it's just like, oh, okay, a demon has infested the weapon system and now our lasers are powered by Chaos. It's not as big an issue for them. And, you know, their ships are corrupted. They have spent hundreds or thousands of years in the war. So, like, time scales different. Things like that. Um, so, in the, so what you'll usually see with Chaos is older designs. Sometimes you'll see, like, newer ships that have either been captured or they were brought by renegades but things like that um the other thing with chaos i think i wrote a blurb here yes okay so a lot of time with chaos you will sort of see certain recurring themes like they're in terrible repair they're not as going as fast as they should they're not doing as much damage as they should their accuracy is not as good but their crew a lot of time or sometimes mm-hmm. the ship itself is like blessed by chaos. Oh, so Lord. it's not uncommon that like 
you board a chaos ship and then you might have the plans for the ship based off of like you know it's like oh it's a lunar class cruiser we have plenty of those it should be fine and then you board it and you're like oh it is warp corrupted Ooh. so the internals are like a maze or like certain rooms or hallways are alive you know like like you board a chaos ship you you walk into a room it turns out it's not a room it was just a gaping mouth trying to eat you or some shit like that jesus christ yeah like like chaos tainted ships are like it's pretty common that you'll see like an imperial ship chaos takes it over brings it into their service you're not always gonna see like a chaos ship brought into imperial service because like that shit is like corrupted as hell and dangerous. So yeah, like they'll have insane geometry. They'll have living hallways. Like instead of metal, you walk into a hallway and it's all just like pulsating flesh and eyes or whatever. Jesus. Or, or like their the abilities of the ship are boosted by the warp. So it's it's you can sometimes. The, the chaos ships can be hard to fight because sometimes it's like you don't know if you should engage them for range or like close in because yeah. they're corrupted as hell. What is that? Oh, I got some good examples. So, here, as an example, is a chaos fleet that has been corrupted by Slanesh. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. So, you know, like... So, uh, I feel comfortable looking at it. Yeah, like, so, a, a sh- you know, Chaos Fleet of Slash, you'll have tentacles or, like, cla- if you board the ship, it'll have, like, chemicals and vapors that will make you, like, less inclined to, like, want to fight back. If it's a corn-related fleet, they'll try to close in with you and, like, grapple your ships and engage in boarding actions. Oh. Um, ships from Zinch will have uh, spells and shit that will confound your sensors so you can't like properly fight back. Um, ooh, the ships themselves get corrupted. So here's a good example of like a ship that has been corrupted. So it's like half metal, it's half flesh. Organic. Yeah, look, it's got a giant fucking eye peeping at you. Jesus Christ, that's nightmare fuel. Imagine you're like peacefully in space and you see that. Uh, uh, oh, this is the um, the flagship of the world of the uh, Death Guard. The, they're, they're sworn to Nurgle. So like it's a giant rotting ship that is given over to their power. So if you close in with it, you can sometimes get afflicted by like rotting swarms of flies or something or boarding it you know is a toxic environment that you won't survive like i said floating organs <laughs> yeah it ain't great i wouldn't i wouldn't want to i it. wouldn't want to no no okay pass. i'll pass on that <laughs> so Hard ne- next we got the orcs and the orcs are like a the best way I can describe them is they're a mishmash of random crap. So it's it's not unusual for orc ships to kind of look like 
pieces of junk. And a lot of time they're made of pieces of junk of like whatever they can salvage. Mm -hmm. It's it's not unheard of for orcs to take an asteroid and just build a base on it and put ancients on an asteroid and use that as a ship. You know? Yeah, that's 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 orcs, man. Yeah, what and then they from what do you expect from mushrooms? Yeah, and then and then when they fight other races, you know, they'll kill the ships, they'll loot them and like incorporate all the parts onto their own. So like sometimes you might see something from a distance and it's like that sorta of looks like an Imperial cruiser. And then you get in closer and you're like, oh that's not right. You know, or like it can be multiple ships fused together or some shit. So um they're usually like covered in guns and they have a ton of like thrusters on the back. They're not accurate, but they're well armored. Like they can take tons of punishment just like orcs. And an orc the command deck of an like the bridge of an orc ship is fucking hilarious. Because you'll have Why? like you'll have an orc war boss yelling commands at other orcs and Gretchen. And the I mean normal. And the Gretchen, because they're smarter, like the gremlin little guys. Yeah, I know. The gremlins. They're gonna want be the ones who are actually like doing the smart stuff, like aiming, creating trajectories, piloting the ship and stuff. While the orcs who just wanna get like the rush of things, sometimes they'll just give them a screen and then a red button that like shoots whatever gun is slave to it. They're not yeah. actually aiming. Jeez. They're just fucking pushing the button. Or um, certain orc ships when they try to go into like overboost mode. Instead of like a control boost, they just hit a button. And then the ship just either boosts ahead or just blows up from like the mechanical strain of it all. Yeah. That's that's just. I mean, it's very orc. Yeah, it's um, too orc, man. The orcs though are similar in the, like they're similar to the Imperium and the uh, Chaos in that they need what they call a Geller field for their ships, mm-hmm. so it protects them from the warp. So you know they do a warp jump; they're not getting eaten by demons. But because it's orcs. They have been known to, like, quote-unquote, accidentally have failures of the Geller field oh, as no. they're on the way to a fight. So then they just, like, on the way to a fight, they're fighting with demons on the way to their fight. Oh, I mean, isn't that what they wanted, though? Yeah, they're not going to fucking disagree with it. So this is what they look like, you know, like, super kind of kind of junky and, and, like, Mad Maxi looking. There we That's go. cool, though. It's cool. Um, if you ever get Battlefleet Gothic, I think you would enjoy them, too. Because the, what, what, basically with the orcs, you just gotta, like, stay close by or ram the enemy, and you're set. <laughs> um, okay. Now, compared to everyone else, though, the Eldar sort of do things differently. So, mm-hmm. if you'll recall, the Eldar have, like, the, what they call the webway thing. 
you know, it's like their own super highway that lets them like travel across the universe instantly. So Elder actually like Elder fleets don't really have to like travel system to system. Mm-hmm. They kind of just chill within a single system because they have the webway. So when you look at Eldar ships, they'll usually have these gigantic like solar sail looking things, as you can see here. Mm-hmm. So Eldar ships are they they do things different. They don't. Can I really... say something? Can I say something funny? Sure. What? The Eldar eco family. I mean, they're solar powered. <laughs> yeah, eco friendly. Oh god. So yeah, they they, they... they call those people. They call those people. Fuck. Hippies? Not hippies. Not hippies. Whatever. Forget it. Let's move on. <laughs> so yeah, like they they don't need to like because of the webway, they don't need to like go system to system. They have ships that have solar sails because like you know, there's no active reactor or machinery. The ships are kind of like stealthier, you know, like. Oh, shit, I spilled my drink. Anyway, it's hard to, like, kind of track down an Eldar ship because it's, like, it's quieter than normal. Um, Eldar ships, compared to the Imperium, where the Imperium is all about, like, broadsides, the Eldar is all about, like, hit and run because, you know, they're fucking pussies. <laughs> so all I mean, their all their guns... Eldar. It's very Eldar. Oh, dude, for sure. Like, all the guns are sort of mounted on the front of their ship. So they're all about, like, hit and run, dive and zoom kind of things. Um, Typical Eldari thing. Yeah, they'll they'll lie in wait, waiting for an enemy fleet to, like, cross their path. And then they ambush them. Their, their ships are very agile, very, like, maneuverable. So they'll kind of, like, swoop around, disabling enemy ships, things like that. Their ships are super fragile, so if you ever, like, board them or get, a, like, a good salvo on an Eldar ship, pretty much dead. Things like that. Um, the Eldar and the Dark Eldar kind of do the same thing. Mm. Uh, the, only dif- uh, the only big difference I, I see is that the the regular craft world Eldar have to worry about their, their craft world, which is this giant fucking ship where like most of their civilization is like based on so that's kind of like the only giant battleship giant ship that the Eldar would have Um, I found something scary on Steam I'll tell you later okay sure Uh, next you got the Eldar so Eldar ship uh sorry the Necrons so you mean the the space zombies I I I don't I don't call them anymore like you know Necrons, they just call them the space zombies. The spooky, the spooky scary engine. skeleton. Wait, yes, you, you played the scary. mechanics this game, right? That I give yeah, you. Dude. dude, that shit was fun, right? It's fun. But like, love... what, sorry. Well, Go for it. Couldn't be no one else. Anyway, but like I had a hard time. I'm not really hard hard time. More of like sometimes when I read through the stuff that I have to do. Or like when I was reading the mechanics of the mechanical stuff, just like just end me. Yeah, like even the... even XCOM was easier. Yeah, dude, like some of the aspects of it were pretty rough, but still fun. But still fun. Uh, not gonna lie. Anyway, yeah, um, Necron ships are kind of 
they're sort of simple and plain looking. So it's very easy to underestimate them, which is fucking fatal as hell. So the Necron ships are like literally eons old. They're the most advanced ships that have ever been built. And they do not use the warp. They're like... What? Yeah, they don't need the warp at all. They travel faster than light. Like, in a lot of the lore, the Necrons can be like, okay, plot a course for this star system. And then they snap their fingers and they're there instantly. Like, they're faster than light. So, is almost instant. It's fucking I insane. I mean, they're, they're all dead, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Um, it's not uncommon that if you were to board a Necron ship, you're like, oh my god, there's no oxygen, there's no life support system, we're all gonna die. Things like that. Because, you know, the Necrons don't fucking need it. Um, but, you know, they still got that whole, like, Necron green glowing energy pulsating around their ship. So, um, the best way I can describe this is because of, like, you know, Battlefield Goth. So, mm-hmm. Battlefleet Gothic, it's like, their ships don't have shields, and they can instantly relocate, but their energy level is kind of the thing you need to babysit. So, the, the their ships can only stay charged for so long, and the longer you're in combat, the more things you do, the more it takes away from that charge level. And then, because they don't have shields, there's certain things that, like, you can directly attack them, although, like, you know, it does a lot less damage because fucking Necron war materials, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the Necrons are... They're, they're an advanced race, but for an advanced race, they're very, um... You know. They're no-nonsense, honestly, in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, uh, this this one I've shared here kind of has, like, a, a good way of showing it, but, like, there's certain... Necron pyramids that are most probably just like ships that have been buried under the surface and then they just rise up and do their thing and just you know spontaneously murder people yeah dude um man like what i like about the necrons they're so advanced but like i i don't know i could be wrong no i mean they're they're super advanced yeah for sure they're super advanced but like when I think of the Necrons, like, do they have a purpose? Yeah, they're they're Daleks, dude. They're they're to exterminate us. Oh. <laughs> well, that answered my question. Yeah. So and then it's become a recurring theme that like if the Necrons want to go somewhere with their fleet, you're not fucking stopping them. Like there was I don't think you can stop them. Yeah. Um the Imperium has only ever beaten the Necrons. When they've had like a three to one advantage, like the Necron ships kind of can sometimes look small, they can look unshielded, but they're so tough and their technology is so advanced that like the Imperium has only ever beaten them when they've had three to one numerical superiority. I think the only time you can kill fully kill the Necron is just to chop them into a black hole or something, <laughs> dude. There was a case of a Necron fleet showing up in the solar system. And, you know, it's a solar system. It's the fucking capital system of the Imperium. So everybody fucking freaks out. And they're trying to, like, kill this Necron fleet. And they can't do anything. And the Necron fleet just 
goes to Mars, lands inside this one, like, kind of legendary canyon in Mars that's, like, uncharted and super deep, they land there and then never, like, take off again. And the Imperium was able to do, like, jack shit about it. It's, like, one of the few times that the Segmentum Solar has been, like, jeopardized. Oh my god. Yeah, the Necrons are just like, fuck you, we can do whatever we want. Fuck Uh, you. It's like, it's more of like, fuck you, you can't do shit, boy. They don't need the warp. They just fucking instantly go. This magic. Yeah, the the three that need the warp are the Orcs, Chaos, and the Imperium. Uh, Who next? Okay, we're done with Tau. Tyranids. Oh no. Okay. Let me guess. Let me guess. They just fly in cocoon. Oh god. I was right. <laughs> yeah, so the Tyranids, uh, I wrote a blurb on it that I'm kind of happy with, so I'll read it out. So the Tyranid bioships are all unique. They always have like a wide range of mutations and biomor- biomorphs, all the way from like the biggest fucking hive ship to the smallest of creature. And their numbers are usually so big that they can have an effect on the warp. They cannot warp travel. So, like, literally the Tyranids are only advancing in real time. Oh, wow. That's, like, 100 years. But they're so numerous and unstoppable that it's fucking insane. Um, And because they're just, like, billions, trillions of different like tyranid minds all devoted to their hive mind it can actually create uh what they call the, the shadow and the warp so Jesus. yeah it can affect the warp like if you're uh, an imperial navy fleet and you're trying to fight a tyranid one you can't like jump into the same system of the tyranid one because they create so much interference in the warp that can fuck up your like rematerialization and oh god that's so yeah and then like um like an iconic thing of the tyranids is like if they're going to invade you for months or weeks beforehand you start getting like if you're an unaugmented human you start Mm -hmm. getting like nightmares and bad dreams or premonitions that things are going to happen because you just there's just this trillions of chittering minds making their impression on the war if you're a psyker it's even worse like it's been described as like there's claws like scratching against like your skull and psychers are known to go insane or just spontaneously combust when they <laughs> When the Tyranids are in town. Oh, spontaneously combust. Yeah, so the Tyranids, they cannot use the warp. So they travel in real space, but like, because they're such a force of nature, as uh, as you can see here for the, from these illustrations, they're just fucking insane, man. Like, they're... That's just like, you know, I don't know what I'd be more afraid of. Like, seeing... An Emperor class battleship, or like the other battleship, or you know, seeing a floating organ, or seeing a massive like conglomeration of like writhing 
meaty fucking insectoid things hurling towards my the atmosphere. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's not a good idea. Yeah, like um, in some of the lore, it's literally described. Get rid of this one. Show you the better one. So I won't get into it too uh, too much now. We'll have our own tyrants like. Less that's actually what I'm excited for. Talk about stuff from like, oh, uh, what you call that? That game that we we wanted to get, we didn't get it based on the movie that we loved to watch in college. What get what? Wait, I'm trying to remember. Space Troopers. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Oh God, yeah. So like, imagine, uh, literally ships Starship that troopers. were blot out the sun, like. No, the Terranids no. invade and like they blot out the sun, dude. No, no. Thanks. And then who? No, no. Who's gonna fight Terranids or the or or or, or the Necrons? <sighs> I would say Necrons, cause like there's nothing organic about because the Terranids kind of they get a lot of their strength from like recycling biological matter in order to like recycle it, turn it into Terranids who then feed. Whereas Necrons are all about destroying everything that lives. But, caveat, Necrons will never have the kind of numbers that a Tyranid High Fleet have. True. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Like, the, but the, the Tyranids lack the destructive power that the Necrons have. Yeah. Uh, without getting into it too much, because we'll, we'll do an episode of it. So Tyranids, you know, they've got the whole, like, Blocking out the sun, blocking out the warp, blocking out the stars with just how many ships they have. They don't have warp travel, but they've got this like slow, inexorable, like unstopping advance towards Terra. Um, you know, when a Tyranid Hive Fleet overtakes a planet, as you can see from this photo, uh, this artwork. The hive ships will like literally go into orbit and start feeding on the planet in order to like grow more tyranids. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, just for an example of scale, so this is a tyranid ship that is about to eat a fucking Imperium light cruiser. That's how big they are. Like Jesus. each, yeah, each hive ship ha- also has like. A tyranid queen that can then like birth more tyranids forth to like fuck shit up. They're That's hard pass. Storm stormship troopers has given me enough nightmares of a tread. I don't need this one. Yeah, dude, this is what a typical um tyranid space Hulk thing looks like. They're fucking massive, dude. Bro, they're huge, dude. Bro, um, bro, that's not funny, man. Yeah, that's not funny. Yeah, so I think like that kind of covers a lot of it. Like you kind of get the basic gist of like certain chat, like certain factions follow rules in their thing. You know, like Tyranids can't do, um, like they can't travel faster Eastal than light. Um, orcs, Eldar. Uh, I sorry, orcs, chaos, humans, they need to use protect the themselves from the warp, even though they use it. Eldar don't use the warp, Necrons don't use the warp. Tau kind of like get 
the warp in a way. But I've got a bonus for you, Jonas. Oh no. Got a bonus for Jonas. And this thing is called yes. a Space Hulk. Oh, isn't that the game? <laughs> yes. I've editorialized this a bit. So for every routine trip through the warp that thousands of ships can take, a ship or two will disappear without a trace. You know, like they will miss their deadline or they miss their rendezvous or they just never arrive. You know, you're waiting for your, you and your wife get a different flight and then you arrive on time and she just never shows because that ship was just poof, gone when it translated the warp. So sometimes these ships are just never seen, you know, like, who knows what could happen. They could have just, like, just gotten lost or just destroyed in the warp or whatever. Sometimes the the ship will reappear in the surface of chaos because, like, they were captured. By chaos. Yeah, sometimes they reappear in real space. They had some kind of malfunction. It's a, it's a drifting, like, lifeless piece of metal that is then salvaged by whoever can have the tools for it. But then sometimes, in the warp or in real space, these ships will end up colliding with other ships. And then they end up fusing together inside of either the warp or, like, real space. And so they, they combine with all these other ships, they combine with asteroids and other junk, and they create what's called a space hulk. Jesus. I'll show a picture, a couple pictures here. So a space hulk is... Basically it's the mega ultra fancy insane ship. No, imagine like a junkyard in space. Oh god. So it still functions? No. Probably. No, no, no. So like... It's, it's like a giant mass of, like, ships and asteroids and space junk satellites or whatever that have, like, crashed into each other and, like, compacted. So they, they kind of drift through the galaxy. Sometimes they will drift through real space. Like, they will drift through the warp. Uh, sometimes they will make warp jumps because, like, the engines of the ships within the space hulk will, like, malfunction and pull them into the warp. Or sometimes Jesus. they just, like, drift through, you know, for thousands of years at a time. So, you could end up with, like, a Space Hulk that is, you know, it's an asteroid, but then it has an Imperial battleship with a couple of Chaos cruisers, an Orc cruiser, several Eldar, like, bits of an Eldar craft world, like, crushed up together. So, you know, you could be... Forcing your way through multiple hallways and corridors that are several ships in a row, you know? Things like Jesus. Yeah, so when one of them does appear, it's not uncommon that you know it's its appearance gets noted and then like it's swarmed by Imperium Imperium ships, you know, you've got and and everybody usually when a space hulk shows up everybody kind of has their own goals for like what they they want to do with it like if it's 
the Mechanicus, they see a Space Hulk and they're like, oh, there might be some like ancient tech on there that we should check out. So they board it. And they send expeditionary missions or whatever. Um, if it's a Space Marine chapter, they're going to be like, oh no, like this ship may be harbor harboring like gene stealers or chaos cults or orcs or whatever so then they will also gather around it and send expeditions into it there's there's actually been cases where like <clears throat> like space marines or imperial navy have like recovered ships from space hulks that were like jammed in there hundreds hundred like thousands of years before or something yeah um i mean it makes sense that people don't want to research it get stuff salvage from it but like the notion that something like that exists something floating in the universe that it's like it's terrifying at the same time it's like surprise there's chaos inside yeah and then like because the ships inside are all kind of like from from some of the lore i've read like the ship's trap like that that get like fused into a space hole sometimes they end up like cooperating with each other in a way that they will all activate their fucking warp drives you know and like travel into the warp or break into real space or some something and because of that unpredictability it's made it so that so that Space Hulks are kind of like the number one destination for like gene stealers or like Tyranid gene stealers, chaos cults, or orcs. Because it's a giant space junk junkyard, you know. So there's a chance that you might be on one ship that has working life support, you travel to the next, and it's a completely alien ship. Or you travel to the next one and it's fucking like chaosy or orky or shit like that, you know? Yeah. Like there, like there was this uh, one novel I read where they f they went into a space hulk and they found a sh spaceship from before the fall the fall of humanity, like from the ten thousandth millennium or something. So the ship was like super advanced, run by an AI, and then and then the AI was like, "Look at you, Mechanicus nerds! You guys so suck! You're fucking ignorant of like how everything works." And then it fucking like teleported out and like destroyed the stab stability of the Space Hulk in the process. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. There's certain Space Hulks that are seen as like bad bad omens like there i forgot what it was called but like there was this one where <laughs> oh god there was this one there like every time it like reappeared from the warp uh sector would like go dark jesus from just like chaos and invasions or something or there was another one that um it became kind of like an obsession for the dark angel angels because every time it showed up they would 
send their like company of veterans in and the veterans would get fucking shwacked and like they would bro. send more and it was just like would not work out things like that bro. um i mean they can they can vary in size so you could have like you know one that is basically an asteroid with like one or two ships like smacked into it and then you can have some like the what was it called? Was it called the Echo of Damnation? Oh shit! Wait. <gasps> I'm gonna pull up a photo for you because you're special. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. I was about to do something that would get us really in bad trouble. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Some of these, like, Space Hulks, they gain such notoriety that, like, they get certain names. Um, Jesus. Like, um, there's these ones called the, the Broken Back and the Cauldron Born, which were basically taken over by renegade space brains and, like, turned into, like, a floating base. Uh, the Orc took over this one and they called, called it the the iron worm wow very creative mushrooms i love dorks though um a famous one is the uh the death of integrity this is the one that wow. we're like yeah like a bunch of like blood angels and uh ultramarine successors went to try to like take out Take out the gene sealers that had been like roosting in it. Roosting. Yeah, the it's uh, another one. Yeah, so you know, a space Hulk shows up. Space Marines are like, "Oh shit, we need to like take the the fight inside there, make sure nothing's fucky." <laughs> Imperium is like, "All right, we'll just fucking watch this thing until it decides to like." To like go away um the mechanic is like oh holy shit we need to make sure there's like no forgotten tech on there you know so interesting things things like things like that oh this is a good photo of a space hulk by the way by the way so yeah just like insane geometry of just like Hundreds of ships like crushed up together. Jeez. So, yeah, that kind of ends where like what I wanted to bring up with space in 40k, kind of like some of the ground rules. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really want to talk too much about like variations in the the classes of ship. Because there's just, like, so many. Or, you know, I I, I, want, I wanted to nail down, like, the, the specific rules for specific factions. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to get into the weeds too much. So. True. Yeah, what, what did you think about it, Jonas? I think it's really interesting how each faction is more or less the same when it comes to space travel. It's just how they deal with things. It's totally different. Like, yeah, the Imperium... The orcs and the let's say and this should be on the Eldar. Uh, they all do. They all have the same classes of ships. 
but we just follow certain different rules, stuff like that. But what I find more interesting and actually borderline terrifying, I thought it would be the chaos. No, 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 no. Just the tyranids. Because, like, they block out the sun and they're exponentially infinite in number. And the terrifying, terrifying part of it all is that they don't use the warp. They don't, you know, blink. Not like the necros, they just blink and they're there. These, these, these things literally just take their sweet path time. Going through space like it's nothing. Seeing, probably seeing Kumbaya in the giant monster whale insect organ ship. And when they reach some place that they find, oh, look, organic material, they just descend on it like like a literal plague. And that's terrifying, dude. Super fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, with the Tyranids, yeah, like, it's it's a very much a unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of thing. Like, how do you stop them? Like, certain... I, I would argue that, like, if you can beat them in space, you can sort of beat them in general. Because, you know, like, in space, there if it, there have been times where, like, the Tyranids, for example, like, have starved to death because, like, the distances are so great. So they end up fucking, like, dying before they, like, like they end up weakened before they end up in a fight. But, like, you know, if they end up at a planet they can feed on, they'll just regenerate that strength. So... There's certain Imperial Inquisitors who will go ahead and, like, take advantage of that to, you know, they'll be like, oh, the Tyranids need healthy worlds to live? All right, we'll just destroy every world in their path so that they starve to death. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I always, I, I do get, like, um, annoyed sometimes where the portrayal of where the portrayal of things like space combat can be a little inconsistent like as i as i said you know like some novels will be like oh you know we fight we were fighting we were firing salvos from hundreds of thousands of kilometers away and waiting hours for the results while others will be like we did a board, we charged in there and did a boarding action and fucking took him out, you know? Things like that. But I, I, I do like that it gives a lot of, like, character to things, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it makes its thing on its own, you know? Like, it just flows. No matter how ridiculous it is, sometimes down the line it will make sense. Hmm. Sometimes. Right. I'm not saying all the time. <laughs> Alright, so what I'm doing now, dude, is I'm going to create a roulette wheel of just like different fucking Warhammer related choices mm-hmm. of like what we do for the next fucking topic. Recording. Yeah. Uh, not really, the next episode. I should okay. say. Alright, so we got Tyranids, Inquisition specific, Legion specific chapter, the Tau, because we've done Psychers, Chaos, Imperial Guard, Orcs, the Emperor, the Space Marines, the Eldar, the 
and and then the general one cuts Tyranids, Inquisition, specific legion, specific chapter, Tau, Sisters of Battle, Custodies, Assassinorum. Well, Assassinorum. Ooh, it's it's interesting. Um, we could honestly do a deep dive into the commissariat slash uh, Scola, which is kind of like the officer training of the Imperium because it is rough. Um, I'm pretty sure it's fucking rough. Necrons. Oh yeah, I never did that. The space zombies, the Egyptian space zombies. I'm surprised that because because sometimes GW like avoids overlapping their IP. Oh, the squats. Speaking of, because um, for example, Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer the current one, uh, Warhammer 4K, like. They, they there is some overlap in theme, but they will try to like diversify it a bit. So like Warhammer Fantasy has dwarves. Now we have the squats. Um, Warhammer Fantasy has the Tomb Kings. We have the Necrons. You know things like that. Um, but we have a really specific. Chaos God. Alright, so the options are Tyranids Inquisition, a specific legion, a specific chapter. So Legion I would post as one of the original 20. Specific chapter would be one of the ones that came after. Uh the Tau, Sisters of Battle, Custodies, Assassinorium, Commissariat. Scola, Oryx, Necron, Squats. We could do an episode on a specific Chaos God. And then the final one, I'd say, uh, the final two, Mechanicus, the Knight, the Titans. Because I think you would like these, these fucking things. Oh, the giant... Battle robot? Yes, the fucking Pacific Rim boys. I mean, the ones with dead people in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you'll see, you'll see. Alright. Spin the wheel, let's... Oh, let's see what we get. The Mechanicus! Let's go! Alright. Let's fucking go! Our little fucking tech goblins in space. All right. Let's fucking go. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Jonas, thanks for joining me today. After this long it's, hiatus, um, we get to talk about space battles and shit. And next time, we're going to talk about our favorite space goblins. The space beat, tech goblins. Beat boop toaster boys. If you turn on a toaster, it's great. But if it turns on you, well, that's another thing. Uh, what was it? Um, your computer doesn't want to work. Have you tried turning it on and off? Have you tried praying to it? Yeah, have you tried praying to it? So, yeah. Um, 
God, thanks for coming, Jonas. Um, no problems. I'm still going well, with Warhub. After this long hiatus, we'll try to like get back to our old upload schedule. You know, uh, see how things go. Get more episodes in. Uh, thanks for stopping by, everyone. Um, see you, friends. We'll see you next time when we talk about the Mechanicus. For the praise the Omnisai. Praise the Omnisai. Bye. Bye.